Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, One Church in Global Locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest. I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. I'm on 10 and I win in Jesus' name. Remain standing. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Say, I'm on 10. That means you're experiencing the best of the best this year. And if you're connected to harvest, that's God's desire for you. Say, that's his desire for me. God is sick of seeing you tolerate the rest when he wants you to have the best. You didn't hear what I just said. He's sick of seeing that. Say, he's sick of seeing that. All right, so I'm going to give you some, some stuff to help you today. Deuteronomy 30, 19. Deuteronomy, which means to say it again. What's amazing about God is how many times he had to say the same things over and over again before people finally got it. Let me just encourage every person in here where you have influence over other people. The art of leadership is learning how to be a coach even when what you really want to do is cuss. Because what do you mean? You keep saying it over and over and over and over and over again. And by the time you get sick of saying it, they'll get it. God wrote a whole book called, let me say it again. Say Deuteronomy. That means second time, second saying. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against, say your name. All right. So, so you got some witnesses, which means court must be in session. And, 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 and what's, on the, what's on the table here? I have set before you life and death, which means both of those are what? Choices. Blessing and cursing. Both of those are choices. Now, God says, just in case you're confused about which one you're supposed to pick, because maybe you came from a bloodline where everybody put death and cursing. He says, let me tell you what you need to pick. Let me tell you something. Therefore, you need to choose life. Say, I choose life. Say, but it's my choice. Which means, watch this. Stop thinking just because you're a Christian, good stuff's supposed to happen to you. Stop thinking that just because you're a Christian, you're supposed to be debt free. Just because you're a Christian, you're supposed to experience this or that. God says, listen, if you want that, you're going to have to choose that. Therefore, choose life. Now, watch this. That you and your descendants may live. Which means the choices I make are affecting generations yet unborn. Which means you can set your bloodline up for death or you can set them up for life 
you can set them up for blessing or you can set them up for cursing. The blessing is an empowerment to prosper, do well, be made whole. The curse is an empowerment to fail. Now, I just need to check the room before I get in this message. How many folks say, from this day forward, since heaven and earth are witnesses, I don't care what I chose yesterday, what I chose last month, what I chose last year. From this day forward, I'm choosing the blessing and I'm choosing life. I need somebody to just holler at me if that's what you're choosing. Father, speak to us now that we will move and walk in what you've ordained. We thank you that you give us the ability to choose. And those choices determine the trajectory and the quality of life that we live and experience. And I speak it to everybody under the sound of my voice that wherever they've been choosing death from this moment forward, they choose life. Wherever they've been choosing the curse from this moment forward, they choose the blessing. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, how five, two or three people say, is that a Clark Kent choice or a Superman choice? Is that a Clark Kent choice or a Superman choice? You can be seated. Uh, throughout the Bible, God's pattern and principle was to give people a man of God as a gift to them that would lead them in becoming upgraded versions of themselves that they didn't know was possible. Biblical culture was built around this concept. Just look at Moses and Joshua. Look at Elijah and Elisha. Look at Eli and Samuel. Look at Samuel and Saul. Look at Paul and Timothy. The list goes on. The necessity of spiritual leadership has been misunderstood misrepresented and mistaught causing people to have unnecessary fear breakdowns and lack and if that's you that's over in your life because in this life given series we're going to learn how to maximize the gift God has given you in your man of God so you can become a version of yourself you never knew was possible touch your neighbor say there's a you you never knew that's the wrong neighbor try the other one say there's a you you never knew yeah, yeah, you, you're getting ready to meet another version of yourself you didn't even know was possible. You're getting ready to transcend from being Clark Kemp into Superman. You're getting ready to transform, ascend from being at the bottom to the top. Transcend from being the tail to the head. Touch your neighbor and say, there's a you you never knew. Now, now, God gives you, we understand this, God gives you a man of God so you can become a version of yourself you never knew was possible. A man or a woman of steel. And last week, we learned that to become a man or woman of steel, Jesus gives you a man of steel. Say, my man of God. Jeremiah 23, 4, his review from last week. I will set up shepherds or pastors over them who will feed them. That means teach them, lead them, coach them, instruct them, correct them, challenge them. And they shall do what? Fear no more, nor be dismayed. Dismay means to be discouraged, beaten down, and to break down. Nor shall they be lacking. Say, say, say no more fear. In fact, I, I made some last week. I liked it. Say fear, get out of here. Dismay, go away. Lack is whack. Now, if you have those things, it's only because you come up in here for to be entertained opposed to, get, to learn and receive instructions you can put in your life. But I think there's some folk at this 915 that say, I didn't come in here for a show. I didn't come in here to play games. I came in here to get rid of fear, to get rid of dismay, and to get rid of lack. And I've been given a man of steel so I can become a man of steel. Would you high five your neighbor and say, you don't have a clue who you sit next to? Say, do you understand who you're sitting under? You ain't sitting up under some chump chains. You are sitting up under a curse breaker. And I ain't being pretentious. I'm just calling facts facts. You're sitting up under somebody that's broken statistics. You're sitting up under somebody that's transcended what they said was possible. Touch your neighbor say, do you know what you're sitting under? So to be a man of steel, he places you under a man of steel. 
Now, now watch this. God desires to use what's transpired in your life to build you into a man or woman of steel. And steel, say steel comes from a word that means to stand firm because steel I taught you last week has a high tensile strength which is the maximum pressure it can take while being stretched or pulled apart before it breaks so so catch the point when we say man of steel what we're saying is I'm a man or woman that can take a lot of pressure by being stretched or being pulled apart You, you, you didn't hear what I just said Tell your neighbor, say, did you hear what he said? If I'm a man or woman of steel, what I'm saying is I can take a lot of pressure. Stuff that killed other folk, I can handle it. Stuff that made other folk quit, I can handle it. Stuff that made other folk drive their car off the bridge, I can handle it. Stuff that made other folks blow their brains out, I can handle it. Stuff that made other folk want to just give up on life, I can handle it. Touch your neighbor. Say, I am a man of steel. Yeah, I can handle a lot of pressure while being stretched and pulled apart. Why? Because I'm becoming a me that I never knew was there. I'm, ah, touch your neighbor and say, you can handle it. It doesn't matter, watch this, what you talk about doing. Doesn't matter how good your talk is. To be a man of steel, you got to have some walk to back up your talk. And I want to encourage everybody in here. I don't care what mistakes you made. You are a man or a woman of steel. Why? You're still standing and you're still here. And you didn't just survive, baby. You're thriving. Touch your neighbor say, I am a man of steel. How much pressure can you take? I want to I wanna see your little posts on social media. I want to see what you say to your neighbor. I want to see what you tell your family. I want to see you when the pressure is stretching the hell out of you. And you're saying, I don't know how much more I can take. Well, I got good news. Touch your neighbor and say, you can handle a lot. It, it don't matter how much you... You tell relatives, how much you tell family folk, how much you tell all that, how much you wish and all that. What matters is, is when the stretch is on, when everything's pulling you apart. And here's what's significant. Can I preach for a moment? Here's what's significant about being pulled apart. It means I'm receiving different pressure from different places. I'm getting it over here that's pulling me that way. I'm getting it over here that's pulling me that way. I'm getting it over here that's pulling me that way. I'm getting it down here that's pulling me that way. I'm getting it in here and that's making me wonder what's up, what's down, what's left, what's right, what's black, what's white. But touch the neighbor. Say, neighbor, I got good news. You haven't broken. All right. Preach to yourself. Yes, sir. You, touch the neighbor. Say, you have not broken. Say, you've been close. Say, but look at where you're sitting today. Say, that's proof you haven't broken. Had you been broken, you'd be in the club somewhere. You'd be strung out on drugs somewhere. You'd be up drinking somewhere. Proof that you haven't broken is you said, let me get up on Sunday morning and I will bless the Lord. At all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Touch three people say, you haven't broken. You haven't broken. <laughs> Felt like you were, but you didn't. Thought you might, but you didn't. Felt like throwing in the towel. Had the towel right here, but you didn't. 
felt like giving up, but you didn't. Does your neighbor say you're already a man of steel? Superman, I got finished, was called the man of steel due to his superhuman strength. And the story goes that Superman was born on the planet Krypton before being rocketed to Earth as an infant by his scientist father, Jor-El, just before Krypton's destruction. And he was adopted by a Kansas farmer and his wife. Something good did come out of Kansas, at least in a story. Besides that one McDonald's in Colby, Kansas, when you're crossing over I-70 from Colorado into Kansas, because the rest of that drive is the most boring drive on the face of the planet. I'd much rather just stare at white walls all day than take that drive. Do I have any witnesses that have ever taken that drive? It just makes you just want to spit. It's just such an annoying drive. Just, I just must rather just spit. <laughs> now, now watch this. he's adopted by a Kansas farmer and his wife and he's raised as, watch this Clark Kent, check it out, I want you to see something he's raised to be Clark Kent so watch this, so he can suppress who he is he's raised to be Clark Kent so he can suppress his superpower he's raised to be Clark Kent so he stays average and mediocre because his superman strength offends the weak uh, touch your neighbor and say, we going there today, we going there today. He's raised to just go with the status quo. He's raised to just tolerate whatever happens. But there's something on the inside of him that says, you trying to box me in the car, kid, but there's a... Ah. Touch your neighbor and say, we about to go there, we about to go there. He's raised as Clark Kent. He started to show superhuman abilities. Watch this. And he chose. Here it is. Back to our text. He chose to use those abilities to benefit humans via his secret Superman identity. Now, I don't really know what's secret about it because all Clark Kent was uh, compared to and juxtaposed to Superman is, is that Clark Kent had on some glasses and his hair was slightly different. But apparently, watch this, when he put on those glasses, people can recognize him. Let me prove it to you. Lois Lane, watch this, was after Superman, and though, watch this, but Superman was around her every day as Clark Kent. She loved him when he was Superman, but she didn't like him when he was Clark Kent. Let me throw this out there for somebody. Some folk can't handle you when you're just Clark Kent because they want you to always be Superman, but sometimes Superman says, I need to take a little break. Can you let me be human for a minute? I, I just, just needed to. She was around that man every day. Every day. And so here he is, Clark Kent, and he's talking, and you know, he was kind of clumsy. He's kind of, kind of had a little cowardice about him. Kind of, kind of, kind of weak, which is different than meek. Jesus was meek; he wasn't weak. Meek means submitted, or meek means submitted. Weak means little punky Brewsterish, you know. <laughs> By punk, I mean one who doesn't use the strength they have available. Watch this! Watch this! Watch this! Watch this! Say he chose. he chose. The man still chose to transcend from the average mundane and cowardice that was shown in Clark Kent into Superman, which brings us to the focus of today's message. Say the focus. And this is going to be our entire focus for this week. Which The first point of this is life improves by choice, not by chance. 
Life improves by choice, not by chance. So a whole lot of folks sitting up saying, Lord, when you going to do this? Lord, when you going to do that? Lord, when you going to do this? And God is saying, when you going to choose? You haven't chose anything for me to bless. You haven't chose anything for me to empower. All you sitting up doing is complaining like a slave somewhere, and I sent you there to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. Touch your neighbor and say, make a choice. Life improves by choice, not by chance. We read that in Deuteronomy 30, 19. He says, I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life. He said, I'm not going to force it on you. I'm not going to make you do it. If you want to be messed up, you can choose that. If you want to be bitter, you can choose that. If you want to be full of hatred, you can choose that. If you want to be broke, busted, and disgusted, you can choose that. If you want a messed up marriage, you can choose that. If you want to be Ike and Tina reunion tour, you can choose that. He said, but if you want something better than that, you're going to have to choose that. Touch your neighbor and say, what are you choosing? He said that both you and your descendants may live. And we see Jesus echo this principle in John 10, 10. He says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Life there is the Greek word zoe of our New Testament, which means you got so much life, you bring others back to life. But notice he says may, may implies a choice is required. Say a choice is required. Which means breathing is mandatory, life is optional. Breathing is mandatory, life is optional. Touch your neighbor and say, what's your choice? Paul, the apostle, the great apostle who preached the entire gospel uh, to the continent of Asia in two years and three months approximately. Paul echoes this powerful principle in 1 Corinthians 13, 11. He says this, and you know it, so just quote it with me. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became, that word became in Greek means when I chose to be a man, I put away childish things. So being a male is by birth, being a man is by choice. Touch your neighbor and say, man of steel, man of steel, man of steel. There are some things you're trying to pray away and it don't require prayer. It requires a choice. You need to put it away. Okay, it got real quiet right there. Look me down, 15. There's some stuff you said, Lord, just, just give me strength to not eat no more cheeseburgers. You don't need to pray that. You need to put that away. When you're driving past the arches, you need to keep on driving. Some stuff you pray away, some stuff you put away, and it's a choice. Say it's your choice. Lord, just give me the grace not to put holes in my walls when I get angry. Listen. You can pray that away. That's real cute. But there's some stuff you need to put away. Say it's your choice. He says, when I was a child, I spoke like one. How does a child operate? A child operates like this. I make a mess. You clean it up. I'm having a bad day. I tear everything up. And then you just need to understand. I'm having a temper tantrum. So today I don't want you. I'm coming down your row. Touch the neighbor and say, it's coming down the road. Okay, but then once I'm out of my temper transom, come here. Children have temper tantrums. When they have temper tantrums, they, they, they don't want to play with no, nobody else. They want to take their marbles, go home. They want to take their jacks and throw, go home. They want to go over there and play tetherball by themselves. Now, look what Paul says. Paul said, listen, I had to choose to stop being a child, which meant, watch this for you. I'm grown. Watch this. Do your choices look grown? 
How many people, you've had somebody try to tell you, I'm grown, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm a grown man, I'm a grown woman. Well, make some grown-up choices. How about that? Let's do that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Does the neighbor say, make big people choices? Okay, so let me give you an example. Since y'all ain't saying nothing, let me give you an example. Oh, I just had such a rough day at work, I'm going to quit. Because you, you think like a child. How you gonna rule, reign, conquer, and subdue, and you can't talk, and you can't have a rough day at work? How you gonna take over and you can't deal with a little pressure? Man, please touch your neighbor and say, put that away. It's quiet. Alright, he says, but when I became, when I chose to be a man, I put away childish things. Say, I am a man of steel. There are Clark Kent choices and there are Superman choices we must make each day. And Superman choices, watch this 915, often require discomfort because, watch this, sometimes we're doing the right things the wrong way. Sometimes you'll say, God, I'm doing everything right, but but maybe you're doing the right things, but you're doing them the wrong way. Let me give you an example. There's this show that comes on Wednesday nights, and the only reason I know it is because I DVR it because I'm at church on Wednesdays. Because in the 21st century, there's no need to miss church when you have the DV and the aura. Tell me, I just got to watch Empire. That's why you don't have one. Because you think that's more, okay, because you think that's more important than putting God first. That's why you ain't got one. Touch the neighbor and say, he in it today, he in it today. And I'm just getting started. It's amazing the stuff people do. I'm just going to go to the game. That's why you don't have one. Because you think the game's more important than putting God first. Hey, y'all ain't got to say amen. The book says, seek ye first stuff. And the kingdom means making what's important to him important to me. Don't let anybody tell you they love you. They don't make what's important to you important to them. Most they got is strong like. He says, but seek ye first. Matthew 6, 33. Put the verse on. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. But check this out. Check this out. There's a show that comes on Wednesday nights now. It's a new show with Kiefer Sutherland in it. I've been liking Kiefer since Lost Boys. Y'all remember Lost Boys? The vampires and all that? Or whatever they were or whatever. I, I, I like that movie. It's a great Sunday afternoon fall asleep nap movie. You just turn it on and just fall asleep. Now, watch this. Watch this. Uh, there, there was uh, basically the, the premise of the show is that uh, the government is essentially taken down and there's the designated survivor who is the line of presidential succession and Kiefer Sutherland, he's like the, um, the secretary of um, uh, housing and urban development. All right, he's like the secretary of mortgages, okay? And, uh, and so, you know, in the totem pole of the uh, presidential line of succession, that's pretty low, got it? And so they're looking at the State of the Union address, the power goes out, and then the entire government is, is, is taken out. The president, the vice president, everybody, all the way down. He's the designated survivor. And now he goes from this low role, and now he's the president of the United States. He's the designated survivor, which teaches us a principle that I wasn't going to teach, but let me just throw it in here, which means it don't matter if you're at the bottom now. In a minute, quick, fast, in a hurry, suddenly things can turn around for you. He was the lowest ranking member of the cabinet at 1030. 
But by 1033, he was now the president of the United States. Touch your neighbor and say, what God's about to do in your life won't take him that long. But, but so the show goes like this. He's got this guy who, who, who now, the president's chief of staff, everybody's gone. So there's this guy, he's like one of the deputy chiefs of staff. And he's now uh, their assistant, Keeper Sutherland now, as he is now uh, President Kirkland, I think was his last name in the show. And so uh, the chief of staff, they get this video because they're trying to figure out who's responsible for, um, you know, attacking the U.S. Capitol and taking out all the government officials, et cetera. And so he says they get this video from this uh, supposed, uh, who was supposedly responsible for the attack. And so Kiefer Sutherland, the president, he says, listen, I don't want this video released. Well, this guy who's acting uh, as, as sort of a de facto chief of staff for him, this guy decides that he needs to do something to take the attention off of the fact that what actually happened is the day that the government uh, was attacked was the day that the president told Kiefer Sutherland that he was going to be reassigned to an ambassadorship because he didn't want him in his cabinet anymore. You, 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 I'm making whoever, NBC or Fox or whatever, I'm making them a little do-re-me right now. Watch that. Or whoever it is. I don't know what network knows. No, watch this. Touch your neighbor. Stay with Bishop. So the president says, I don't want this video released because I don't know for sure that they're responsible for it. He said, uh, and then the other designated survivor who was on the opposite political party, she said, well, we need an enemy, so we just need to pick one. She said, because the country will unite if we pick an enemy. So just, it looks like he's responsible. Let's just go bomb some stuff up. I said, wow, how familiar of a story. And so we just got to find an enemy and, and they just got to be the enemy. And so um, that's what goes on. And so the president goes through this thing and they said, well, Mr. President, you know, did the president tell you he was, you know, he didn't want you in his cabinet anymore. He terminated you and all that. And, and the president, he was like, well, you know, sure, I was reassigned to an ambassadorship and I didn't want to. And the president did. So essentially he got fired. Touch the name and say he got fired. Now, here's what happens. This de facto chief of staff is like. Well, Mr. President, I'm trying to protect you, so I released the video you said not to release because I needed to change the narrative in the media to not focus on you, but to give them an enemy so they'd focus on the enemy. Now, watch this. The right thing was to protect the president, but he did it the wrong way by defying what he said to do. Catch the principle. Are you catching this? All right, so check it out. Watch this. Sometimes we're doing the right things but the wrong way because we make Clark Kent choices instead of Superman choices. What's the point? Sometimes you want comfort. That's a Clark Kent thing. Change, that's a Superman thing. Sometimes you want peace. That's a Clark Kent thing. But if you want purpose, that's a Superman thing. You catching the point? Victory or defeat in life begins with choices, which is why the great emperor Napoleon said, don't interfere with an enemy when they're in the process of destroying themselves. More specifically, when they're in the process of making a mistake. And mistakes are bad choices because of Clark Kent tendencies. Mistakes are bad choices because of Clark Kent tendencies. Sometimes we will, when you look at mistake, just look at it, mistake, just look at it, the etymology of the word very simply. Mistake, miss, incorrect, take. I incorrectly looked at something, so I made a mistake. I made a poor choice based on a bad perception. I decided to shoot first, ask questions later. I decided, okay, ain't nobody going to say that to me. Does your neighbor say, what kind of choices do you make? 
Dr. Sam Chan, he's a leadership consultant, he says, you can only grow to the threshold of your pain. And growth equals change, and change equals loss, and loss equals pain. And sometimes to make a Superman choice, you got to push back the tears, because where there's no pain, there's no gain. Which is why the psalmist said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, not deliver me from the valley. Sometimes Superman choices require tears. They require pain. But without pain, there is no growth. Without growth, there is no change. Now, 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 now touch your neighbor and say, what kind of choices do you make? There, there's some folk in your life you know bring no value. I preach you need to cut it. This whole year we've been talking about Deuteronomy 22.10. Put the verse up so they can say it. King James Version. That way you can say it for yourself. Deuteronomy 22 and the 10, the King and the James Version. Watch this. Y'all ready, church? I want you to read it. One, two, ready? You read. Okay, I didn't talk to you on that all this year. And there's still, watch this, some of y'all who are like, that is such good word. But your Clark Kent tendencies won't let you make the cut because you're worried about being by yourself after you make the cut. You worried about taking yourself out after you make the cut. You worried about, watch this, who's going to fill that time after you make the cut? Who's going to fill those phone conversations after you make the cut? Okay. Y'all still here? Say Clark Kent versus Superman. So, so, so Superman choices require pain sometimes. They require pushing sometimes. They require, watch this, they, they require you transcending into a level of you that doesn't just give up. Well, watch this, let me help all the mothers. Mothers, stop letting your sons, in particular, and daughters, but particularly your sons, uh, punk out of stuff. Because when they grow up to become men, they will think it's okay to give up just because it's tough. But I'm glad it's some men of steel in this house. They say, it might be tough, but I was built for this. I'm a gladiator. I can take a licking and keep on ticking. Superman choices know how to be like Jesus. Jesus, I want to preach now. Jesus, as he's on his way to Calvary, he says, I don't want to die. I don't want to deal with this pain. I don't want to deal with these issues. But what did he say? Nevertheless, he said, Clark can't get over here. Right now, I got to be Superman. So his name is, I'm a man of steel. What kind of choices do we make? There are three uh, basic choice patterns, three basic choice patterns, three basic patterns of choices. The first is a yes, no choice. Second is a pick one choice. Third is a pick multiple choices. Those are three basic choice patterns. Now, regardless of your scenario, whatever choices you have to make, there's a yes or no. Okay? Are you going to have uh, the hot links or the turkey links? Let me just tell you what side I'm picking today over here. Just, just so you know, just so you know, I don't want no turkey. I don't want no, uh, just, just today, just today though. It's Sunday, my work day. Now watch this. Yes or no? Say yes or no. Yes. Are you going to the store? Yes or no? No, no, I mean, no, no. Some of y'all are like, no, I went for yesterday. But no, I'm just saying. Just say, okay, okay, okay. Are, 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 are you going to be on time? Yes or no? But no, just say yes or no, just so you understand the pattern. Got it? Uh, are you going to forgive that person? Yes or no? Not well. It's not multiple choice. 
okay? Are you going to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue, or are you going to get <laughs> ruled, reigned over, and conquered, and subdued? Yes or no? So you got yes or no choices. Then you got pick one choice. Do you want, you know, do you want the water? You know, do you want the coffee? Or do you want the, uh, I don't see nothing else over there. The other. <laughs> Touch them and say, got to pick one. Okay. Do you want to be happy or do you want to manage misery? Got to pick one. Got to pick one. Do, 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 do you want to be in debt because you're trying to keep up with people you don't like? Or do you not want that? Got to pick one. Touch them say, got to pick one. Okay, do you want to get the, the deal that's going to require you to fast and pray every month to pay for it? Amen. Or do you want to get the deal to where if you live like no one else for a little while, in a little while you'll live like no one else? Got to pick one. Doesn't even say, got to pick one. And then there's multiple choice. Sometimes there are choices we make either or when it's really and. Sometimes you'll think, well, I can do this or that. And that's only because your mind is thinking like Clark Kent. Superman says, I can do both. Let me prove it to you. Watch this. Clark Kent can only be in one place at one time. Superman said, listen, I'll go deal with this over here. And then because I can move quick, fast, and in a hurry, I'll go deal with this over here. Stop letting people put limitations on your ability because you're trying to rest like you're a dead person. You can rest. Some people say, I just, I feel so overwhelmed. No, you're not overwhelmed, you're disorganized. And so when you're disorganized, you'll make either or choices when it's really and. It's quiet through here. I, I, I knew it was going to be quiet. That's why I built it in. I said, God, right here. They're going to be quiet right here. No, I'm just joking. Now, watch this. Say three choice patterns. Now, watch this. The easy way now might be the hard way later. So when making choices, we have to count the cost and clearly envision what this choice will produce. Question, do you actually sit down and count the cost of your choices? Or do you just get emotional? And because you're emotional, you just have emotional moments and then you just make a choice. And then once you come out of your emotional high, you're like, oops, I did it again. Well, some oops aren't recoverable. And in this brand new spiritual year, let me speak something over your life. I declare there's a grace upon your life that wherever you made oops, that the grace and the mercy of God would come in and erase the messes that you've made by emotional choices and give you a reset. Touch your neighbor and say, he just erased my oops. That's the purpose of the seasons. Don't miss church on Wednesday. I'll teach you about it. Don't miss church on Wednesday. I'll teach you about it. Touch your neighbor and say, don't miss on Wednesday. He's going to teach us how God actually does that. Now, now watch this. Sometimes you've got to clearly count the choice. In fact, we should always clearly count the choice of every, the, the cost of every choice that we make. Luke 14, 28, I'm almost through. It says, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Say choices. Are you counting the cost or are you caught up in the commotion? Are you counting the cost or are you caught up in your emotion? Are you counting the cost or are you just, listen, I'm just, I'm just mad right now and so I'm just going to do something I know I ain't supposed to do because I'm just mad right now. 
I wonder how many people uh, today are, are in bad circumstances, bad relationships, locked up somewhere, dealing with this, dealing with that, dealing with that, because rather than count the cost, they got emotional. I wonder how many people are broke, busted, and disgusted today because rather than counting the cost, they were like, you know what, so-and-so did me wrong, so I'm going to just go get me a new house and a new car. And I'm going to Neiman's to go on a shopping spree because... And then once they come out of that emotional high, they got, you know, $75,000 worth of new bills. And now they're in the prayer line talking about, Lord, deliver me. I just need a debt freedom. I need, hey, hey, glory, debt freedom. You could have avoided that had you counted the cost. It's quiet, young. Verse 29. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. He says, unless after he has laid the foundation, he's not able to finish it. And those who see it will begin to mock him. Well, why? He says, because he didn't count the cost up front. Touch your neighbor and say, count the cost when making choices. Verse 30, saying this, the man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, verse 31, going to make war against another king doesn't sit down first and consider whether he's able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. Now, here's what a lot of Christian people do. We just kind of just, just throw stuff up against the wall and just be like, Lord, do it. Well, that's not how it works. God says, I need you to make some good choices. Somebody say choices. So life doesn't improve by chance. You're not just going to wake up one morning and just. Child, I was asleep. And when I got up, all my enemies were scattered across the office floor. That's possible. Glory to God. I know it's possible. But it's not probable. You're probably going to have to choose. Take your name and say, you have to choose. Let me give you another example. And I only use this because it's easy for us to visualize it. You could, and I've talked to you this before, you can lay hands on yourself and say, fat in the name of Jesus, I command you to dissolve and be ye dried up, you foul and tormenting spirit. You could do that. I'm just using this as an example. Don't nobody get offended, okay? Just use an example because it's easy to visualize, right? It's easy to visualize. You can just lay your hands on your arms and be like, I transfer the arms from this magazine, hey, glory, into my arms in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you, that's possible. What's more probable is you're going to have to make a choice to change how you eat, change when you eat, Eating at 11.45 at night, going to sleep at 12.15, talking about, I just don't know why I wake up so tired. Your body was working all night to get rid of them ribs and macaroni and cheese and cornbread. Your body's tired. It's like, God, dog, I couldn't get no sleep. <laughs> you see the point I'm making, church? Say choices. Okay, now here's the deal. Well, Bishop, how do I start making better choices? So if life doesn't improve by chance, it improves by choice, then how do I start making better choices? Brings it to the second point, which is still on the same focus. What you eat drives what you choose. What you eat drives what you choose. Say, what I eat drives what I choose. Now, when I say eat there, I don't just mean uh, literally uh, in terms of food. I, I want to show you something. John 4.32. John 4.32. This is Jesus speaking. Say, I'm a man of steel. All right, now don't get quiet on me, church, because we're talking about choices. Because a lot of Christian folks just want to hear what the Lord's going to do. He's done. When he said, it is finished, he meant, I'm done. Everything they need, I gave it to them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, watch this. John 4, 32. But he said to them, I have food to eat, which y'all don't know nothing about. Now watch this, verse 33. Therefore his disciples said to one another, 
did y'all go get him a sandwich in between services? Look, they said, has anybody brought him anything to eat? They look at him and Jesus is like, I got some food y'all don't know nothing about. They're thinking he's talking about natural food. So they like, Peter, see, you always be doing stuff out of order, Peter. Now, I'm, Thomas is like, I'm the one in charge of sandwiches. Now, I'm the one supposed to go get the sandwich, and you sitting up here always trying to overstep your bounds. I just need you to back up because I'm supposed to bring the food. Mary and Martha, they got big old plates of food because, you know, that's what they did for the man of God. So they brought him these big old plates of food talking about Jesus. We just want Jesus to eat. Come on, Jesus. Come on here and eat. Come, Jesus, come on. Before you go heal them people, come on here and eat. We got some greens, some challah bread, and all this here. Come on, eat, Jesus. Now, now watch this. Watch this. They, they thought he was talking about natural food. But look at verse 34. He said, you don't even get it. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me, watch this, and to not just be a good starter, but to be a good finisher. You don't get credit for what you start, you get credit for what you finish. And I tell you to high five your neighbors, say, I'm a finisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be the kind of person that when people look at you, they can count on the job to get done. When people ask you to do it, they can count on the job to get done. Jesus said, what I eat is to make him happy and to finish what I start. Not punk out because of pressure. What Jesus ate drove what he chose or did. You've heard this phrase, you are what you So question, what are you eating? What are you eating? What did you eat today? Well, Bishop, I had a protein bar. No, 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 no. See, you like the disciples. You like the disciples. <laughs> Does your neighbor say, what are you eating? What family member did you sit up and talk to this week that talked you out of what you learned in church? Because you ate that. It's quiet, church. What thoughts of failure did you sit up and eat this week? What are you eating? Say, I am what I eat. See, what you eat drives what you choose. What are you eating now? What do you need to start eating? What do you need to stop eating? See, if you want to make better choices, you got to change what you eat first. You're trying to make better choices when you still have a jacked up appetite. See, when you change your appetite, you change what you eat, it'll automatically produce better choices. See, I, you don't have to tell somebody that knows they're here for a purpose to stop doing stupid stuff because watch this, since they eat purpose, they'll change what they do. That's why Jesus, I'm sure folk were inviting Jesus out to do stuff. You know, when, before Je Jesus, he really stepped into his ministry and was 30 years old. That's when he really began because um, that was, that's when he began and that was the, the Levitical priesthood at 30. That's when you really began. So I can only imagine Jesus knew what he was supposed to do at 12. So between the ages of 12 and 30, Jesus is now developing into a king. He's developing into a leader. But I want to know how many times they invited Jesus to do stuff that had nothing to do with what he was sent to do. No, just think about it for a moment. I wonder how many times the fellow was like, come on, Jesus. Me and the homie, we're going to run up to, uh, okay, this is the 915, excuse me. I apologize. Things 1115. Me and my friends and my buddies and pals, we're getting ready to go. We're getting ready to go up over here to, uh, we're going to run by Sheila and them house. If you're Sheila, just, just wear the shoe. We're going to run up over here. We're going to go down to uh, such and such street. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And Jesus had to sit there and look at them and say, Watch this. Clark Kent in me wants to act like a regular human. Why can't I be like them? Why can't I have fun like them? Why can't I go out and, and be lascivious like them? Oh, y'all ain't gonna say nothing? Why can't I go out there and, 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 and have fun like them? But Superman in me tells me 
that in a few years I will be king of kings and lord of lords and for this reason was I sent. Touch your neighbor, say Clark Kent versus Superman. I bet you, I bet you Jesus was sitting in yeshiva. That's a Jewish school one day and the teacher started talking real strong to him. Little Jesus, sit down, little Jesus. Always standing up trying to talk in the middle of the class. You at recess trying to have healing meetings and prayer and revival meetings. I bet you Jesus, I bet you his Clark Kenton wanted to say, look. <laughs> Lady, say one more word. One more word. But the Superman in him said, I need to teach them how to submit. So although I'm God, let me show submission in action. Sometimes great power is having the ability to use it and choosing not to because it would crush who you use it on. Sometimes. It's quiet, church. It's tired, church. I'm 10 minutes over time, but can I finish? What, what did Jesus do between age 12 and age 30 when he felt like being Clark Kent? When he looked around, he was like, wow, all these other folks just living crazy. All these other folks just doing crazy stuff. All these other folks smoking and drinking and partying and missing church and this and that and this and that and this and that and this and that. And while I'm 100% God, I'm 100% man. I am the anthropos, the God man. And so the Clark Kent in me wants to be regular. But the God in me knows that I'm Superman. The Clark Kent in you wants to be regular. But the Superman says, I'm a man of steel. And I can't watch this. I can't hang out with what I'm called to save. Y'all not going to say that. I, I can't come down from the throne he's placed me on to come down here. So what do you do when it's a Clark Kent versus Superman decision? Jesus said, I eat something else. And what you eat can transcend you into a you that you never knew was possible in a good way or a bad way. Touch your neighbor and say, what are you eating? What are you eating? What, what, what are you eating? I'm sure, watch this. Let me just throw this out here for somebody. I don't know who this is for. Somebody's pulling on me. Watch this. I'm sure Jesus, because notice, at age 12, you see Joseph there. After that, you don't see Joe no more. Now, you know that Jesus had brothers and sisters. So Mary and Joe, uh, she was a virgin when, uh, when, when Jesus came. Ooh, but afterwards, Joseph said, give me what I have labored for. <laughs> won't thou come into thine room <laughs> that I might know thee carnally now what says what says say he had brothers and sisters now check this out now if you do the math he had at least he had a minimum of five so if you just do the math real simple mathematical equation it, it would be it would be interesting because where did Joseph go after Jesus was 12 some theologians say he passed away but we don't have concretized biblical evidence that su suggests that could it be that Joseph said he's greater than me and so I can't handle the pressure of raising something that will supersede me because pride will make a parent crush their child rather than lift their child because they'll see their child as their competition. This was taught in America during the days of slavery. They, they turned families against one another. So they turned the mothers against the daughters, the fathers against the sons. So then they saw themselves in competition with one another to get whose attention? Masses. So if they got masses' attention, then they were happy. So then fathers would then do wrong by children. Mothers would do wrong by daughters, wrong by sons because they were trying to get the attention of massa. Could it be that from 12 to 18, 
Jesus, the older brother, isn't just the older brother, but he has to be daddy too. And so now he's got to walk as Superman and there's nobody there to show him a Superman. So how does he go from Clark Kent to Superman when Joe didn't think they were worth fighting for? Can I talk to somebody in here? What do you do with your self-esteem when the one that should fight for you is the one that abandons you? What do you do with your self-image when the one that should be there is the one that's gone? What do you do when you sit up saying to yourself, I would have fought for you. What I can't understand is why you wouldn't have fought for me. What do you do? So Jesus, so Jesus from 12 to 18, he's not just big brother. He's daddy. It's quiet, church. And he said, the way I was prepared to take over was that I had to eat differently than those around me. I'm going to say it again. What you eat can transcend you into a you that you never knew was possible. And choosing what you eat, I got to close it, is choosing what you allow into your senses and in your atmosphere. Because life is like a buffet. There's a lot on the menu, but you don't have to eat everything that's set in front of you. What, look at this, look at this, look at this. Say buffet. buffet. Now, now, that's one kind of buffet I really like. I like brunch buffets. No, I, thank you. Who's that? Thank you. Come on, let's, let's, all right, let's, come on, let's. Okay, then good. You let me in on your spots, I'll let you in on my spots. There we go, all right. Now, now watch this picture. Watch this. Say it's a buffet. Now, here's the deal with me. Now, don't judge me, church. Now, when I go to a buffet, I have all of these high hopes and expectations. Thank you for the other four honest people in church. So I'll go in. Skip the salad bar. I can get a salad anywhere. Let me, let me get this here. I'll go over to the other one. Now, it's got to be good, though. I can't just go to no rinky-dink buffets. Because watch this. If you, eat, if you eat food that you don't know where it's been prepared or how it's been prepared, if it's not been prepared with quality, you'll get indigestion. That's some of y'all's problem is you can't digest what you learn at church because you eat from too many tables. you eating from here. you eating from there. You're eating everywhere. And this is the table you've been assigned to. This is the man of steel you've been assigned to. Stop eating from so many tables. Why you can't digest nothing now? Uh, you need to either get off. Uh, you, you need to. Uh, I can't say that in church. You either need to make it happen or get off the pot. But you can't get off the pot because you can't digest what you learn because you're eating from everybody. I was chatting with my friend the other day and she said this. I was chatting so and so and they said this. I was chatting. You got indigestion. This is what you're accountable for. What you learn here, not what your crazy sister them said. Let me leave that alone. So, so, so I go over here, I get a little bit of this, I get a little bit of that, I get a little bit of that, and then before I sit down, I normally, don't judge me, I normally had three plates, it's Mickey Mouse, boom, 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 and I rotate them. Any other rotators in the place? Thank you, thank you, thank you, the blessing of the Lord be upon you, watch it. Now, watch this. so I'll rotate them, because I'm like, I want to just get a little bit of, little bit of this. And sometimes it's stuff, watch this, that doesn't even match. Like, here's a waffle with syrup and butter. And then here's like some salmon that don't even. 
match. And then, and then, and then here goes a piece of pizza. It's like this doesn't even match. None of this goes together. Here's the point. Here's the point. Here's the point. That's how many people live life. They eat everything set in front of them. They eat doubt, they eat fear, they eat a slave mentality, they eat a victim mentality, they eat unforgiveness, they eat bitterness, they eat hatred, they eat crazy emotion. Everything that's set in front of them, they eat. But you. But you. Just because somebody starts some stuff with you, that's their problem. That ain't my problem. You don't like me, that's your problem. I love me. I love Bishop. You don't love Bishop? What's wrong with you? Test your neighbor and say, I love me. If you don't love me, what's wrong with you? So here's the problem. Most of us eat everything that gets that, that presented to us. Oh, man. Oh, so-and-so's having a bad day. You eat their bad day, now you having a bad day. That's why you got to be careful of your atmosphere. You got to be careful when people call you with certain stuff and with certain issues because they're trying to feed you something. And let me give you this principle. I got to close. Watch this. Choosing what you eat is choosing what you allow into your senses. And so Luke 22, 3 makes this principle very, very clear. Say, I am what I eat. So if you want to make better choices, you got to change what you eat. You can't keep eating the same old messed up, jacked up, tied up, woe is me song in life and expect to make victorious choices. You can't keep eating. A, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and, and, and they made a comment in response to somebody, some, somebody else said, and I said, there's obviously a problem underlying here. There's something else going on under here. And they said, yes, there is something else going on here. And I said, the, I said, the issue is, as I said, watch this, you need to stop eating that. Because you judge this based off of something you ate. It's quiet, church. Luke 22, 3. I got to finish it right here. Then Satan... Entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. Now you know Judas. Judas was Jesus' betrayer. He, he was a he was a he was a turncoat. There's a there's a pastor who uh, uh, wrote a song about loyalty. I made him a pastor. Huh? Then. <laughs> then Satan entered Judas, which by the way, Judas means peephole in a door. Surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the 12, verse 4. So he went his way, watch this, and conferred, had a conversation with, went to eat with, went to talk with, Facebook with, Twitter with, Instagram with, Snapchat with, Instagram story with. Periscope wit, vine wit. I don't even know. I'm not getting that one. I'm just too much. Got enough already. Watch this. With the chief priests and captains, how he might betray him to them. Go to, go to the previous verse. I got to quit. God, dog it. Then Satan entered who? Judas. Surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered amongst the 12. Which means, watch this, stop thinking that just because you've been good to people. 
Judas walked with Jesus every day for three and a half years and even though he was around him he was nothing like him and if it happened to Jesus stop beating yourself up because you had a couple of Judases it's just part of life it's just the way it goes. if you're going to be a superman you're going to have to deal with some arch enemies if you're going to be superman you're going to have to deal with Lex Luthor you're going to be Batman you're going to have to deal with a joker but the joke's on them because the Bible says that my enemies are my bread. My enemies are my food, which means, look, you ain't going to play me no more. You become my motivation to keep on moving. First though, I got finished. I got to quit. It says, then Satan entered Judas. Watch this. That word entered in Greek means like eating food. A thought enters your mind through a conversation. Like eating food, a thought enters your mind by a conversation. Like eating food, a thought enters your mind by a conversation. Since you are what you eat, what are you conversating about? More appropriate word, conversing. What, 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 what conversations are you having? Because you're eating something and don't even know it. I got to finish this. We walk by faith and not by sight, the Bible says. Sight there means our senses, our taste, our touch, our smell, our hearing, our sight. And the purpose of our senses is to provide certainty. And the opposite of faith is certainty. But faith always involves risk, uncertainty, discomfort, and even fear. So my question to you is this. is What is it that you're eating that has you now making Clark Kent choices when you need to be making Superman choices? So my challenge for us this week, church, say challenge, challenge, is now when you're faced with a decision, here's the question. Is this Clark Kent or is this Superman? Am I punking out under pressure and pain or am I pressing through because I'm a man of steel? Am I taking the easy way out just because I want to be emotional for a moment or am I making a man of steel decision? Say Clark Kent versus Superman. That's the challenge. This week, when you're making choices, life doesn't get better by chance. It gets better by choice. So this week, you're going to have to make some Superman choices. Amen. Superman choices may require loneliness. Amen. Superman choices may require pain, may require frustration. It may require you to say, I was wrong. Amen. It may require you apologizing. It may require you saying, I should have looked at that differently. But life doesn't get better by chance. It gets better by choice. And you, you are a man of steel. Today, if you're in this worship Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams in standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details.